Yep, we're right. good. Let's we do it. We are here. Hey, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Uh, welcome to Family Ties Podcast. We are back. Yes. Um, how you doing? Good, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how this is going to go, but yeah. we'll see. Well, this is, this is round two for us. Right. We just uh, recorded about 15 minutes of it and realized... <laughs> Only one of the channels is coming through, so it was a very one-sided conversation. Yep. Um, you were you were talking too much, John. I blame yep, you. That's it exactly <laughs> it. Yep. Yep. So we're gonna go with this again, but it's all good. Um, so, so yeah, we've been talking about uh, we started this series called Purposeful Parenting. Yep. Um, and 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 the last conversation we had was a <laughs> it was a good one. It was a really long one. Um, it, we we broke it into two episodes. It was that long. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about faith and just the idea that we need to be talking to our kids about faith. These are all topics that are really important aspects of life right. that our kids are going to hear about and learn about from a lot of different sources. Um, but we want the first and foremost, the primary source to be us. And so yeah. these are things that we need to talk with our kids about, um, you know, early and often, like a lot. These are not one-time sit-down conversations. These are ongoing parts of, 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 of a discussion that we're, we're trying to find opportunities to keep bringing up. Um, and so we talked about faith. We talked about what is faith and how does that work? Um, what does it mean to live by faith and, and, and not just tell them about it, but show them, do that with them. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that was a really good conversation. Yeah. Um, and, and we were just talking about before we started, right. like we were kind of revisiting it going like, yeah, that was really, really, really good. That got me excited. You just um, went right through it. Like it was just smooth. I know yeah. we got done and we're like, oh, that was long. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. But it was natural, yeah, you know, and, sure. um, you know, I appreciate that we get to pray and we get to study and we, but there's nothing like when, you know, the Holy Spirit just takes control and yeah, just yeah. helps us out you know and he's always helping us but it was just it was special with all the preparation that we do like there were things that come up there like we didn't even hadn't talked about that right yeah (laughs) thank you thank you god exactly Uh, yeah (laughs) that's really cool so so yeah we talked about faith um and now we're moving on to the the idea of choice and this is one that like you and i both like we beat this drum a lot this is really (laughs) this is a big deal for both of us um the idea of like we we want our kids to make good choices and so how, how do we help them make really wise choices yeah do you talk about this a lot? Uh, with my kids? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, in many different ways. Yeah. Uh, like, like, make good choices um, is in some form a frequent part of, because, like, you know, it's like, I want my kids to do yeah. well, especially when they, you know, they're off and doing other things, and yeah. or they're out with their friends, or they're away from home, and you're like, okay, don't. Don't be a jerk. Like, go be a good, like, go be a good kid is kind right. of what I'm saying when I'm like, go make good choices. Yes. Um, that, man. Yes, we talk about this a lot. <laughs> and it usually comes up when they're not making good choices. Yeah. And I'm now trying to get them, no, 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 do better than that. It's kind right. of it's really what I'm saying. Right. And unfortunately, like, that's that's when they end up, you know, coming to me. Yeah. You know, like, that's, that's, the, that's yeah. when I get to come into the conversation. And, you know, that's when I realized what we're going to talk about right. is like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I see what happened. Yeah, here. <laughs> I see what happened here, you know. And it's 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 so it's so interesting because you know, you you have to be so receptive. You have to be so willing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have a friend who says all it takes to be used by God is to have a willing heart. Right. So you just have to be willing to to be open and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you on what needs to change and yeah. what's going on and to hear and listen, you right. know, um, you know, be slow to speak, slow to anger, you know? Yeah. And, um, in this specific area, I learned that, um, not only is that great advice for you making choices, but right. it's even better advice for helping others make good choices, right? you know, um, because you can't, 
you can't see where they're at if you're not like yeah. that, you know? Well, and I think you're in a, a unique pos- position because like, like you said, like I'll talk to my kids and mm-hmm. they won't agree and they'll go talk to you. Like right. that, that's a thing. <laughs> and, and it's good. I love that. Right. Um, but you hear things yeah. then and you get their perspective. And so, right. you know, as a parent, my, my goal, I want to, to raise them well. I want them to be successful adults, which means they need to know how to navigate life and yeah. all of the, the weirdness and complexity and the stuff that you could never predict, right? I, I want them to be able to navigate making wise choices in those scenarios when I'm not right next to them. Yep. Um, and so I want them to get good at that. That's, yeah. that's, that's a big part of what raising a kid is. Right. And so... What I think we need to do as as, as parents, because um, you know we often I often look at my kids and go, why are you making not good choices? <laughs> like that's usually where it stems from. Is, yeah. Why are you making that choice? Why are you doing it this way? Why Why did you choose to do that? Why did you hit your brother? Like why? Like all of those things. Right. And so we actually I think need to like honestly ask that question of like why do they make the choices that they do like what yeah. what is going on like I have said like what is going on in your head right now yes and and it's usually kind of sarcastic and rhetorical <laughs> um but we actually need to ask that question of like okay where are they at yeah and I think that's where we want to start our conversation today right. is like helping get inside the mind mindset of a of a especially of a teenager mm-hmm. going what do they think about choice? How do they approach choices? What do they do? Like, what is, what is their kind of default position for, for making those choices? And that's where like you, you get to, yeah. you're on the front lines right. of that. Like they, they, they will open up to you about stuff like that in ways that they probably won't always to parents. Yeah. I realized like right away from the start, um, when I, when I started, uh, helping out with students and then even more once, you know, I started being the guy, you know, and now everybody's coming to me about choices and stuff. I realized right away that, you know, this ministry is all about helping students make right choices, helping them make choices that help create an environment. The Holy Spirit can work and they can, they can choose God more, right. And, and his way more. And, um, and then I started asking that question, you know, why are they not making good choices? And as I would have conversations with them and I'd hear about what they're doing and what's happening, I would realize like, you know, and, and, and start pointing out like, oh my gosh, like they made bad choices here and here and here and here. They couldn't see it. Uh, yeah. I would have conversations with them and, and, you know, start pointing those out and they, they would be confused even as I would point it out mm-hmm. because it's like, no, 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 I, I didn't get to choose. I just responded. It just happened. It just happened. These things just happened to me. And okay. it, and and I feel like I don't know. I hear when I talk to parents, I hear <laughs> them say that student like they're acting as if they're you know, just responding to yeah, these yeah. things, right? Like, like, like I these couldn't help it. it right? This is it, how it was gonna go. You like, hear yeah. kids say that all the time, yeah. right? Like, it it just came out, mm-hmm. you know, or I just like I just responded this way, or I just. It, I just did it. Oh, that makes me think of so many conversations that I've had with my kids of like, when you say, why right. did you do that? Well, it's because they did this thing first. And right. Like, okay, that doesn't justify anything. But in their minds, they're going, that was the series of events that led up. Like, it wasn't exactly. a choice. It just, mm-hmm. it was just a natural, it was just, it's what happened. Yes. It's, 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 it was like the events unfolded and it wasn't really a choice. Exactly. And I realized right away, like, even if I point out like, hey, you know, like, I try to point out, you know, like this is, you know, you made a choice here, you made a choice here, you made a choice here. They don't get it right away. Yeah. You know, and then I started realizing they don't know what choice is. They don't realize that they've been making choices. Yeah. You know, um, and and then I would pray and spend time in prayer and, and just immersing myself in their environment and realize like, 
it's because they don't choose like a lot of their stuff. Like they think, you know, and their environment, I mean, you think about their environment, you think about where they live, you know, you mm-hmm. think about where they go to school, where they go to church, you know, um, how much time they spend at home, how much time they spend with their friends, who their friends are, all those things. A lot of those things are impacted heavily. Most of them are chosen by yeah, they're, everybody else they're outside of their control. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if they try to fight for control in those areas, mm-hmm. when does it ever go well? <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> like, that's when it doesn't go good for anybody. <laughs> right. I mean, even simple things. I mean, you think about food, you know, um, you, you know, you think about clothing, you think uh, about, you know, the shoes that they wear, the things that, you know, all these things are, are impacted and chosen by other people than themselves. Yeah. Um, and and they're just responding. They're just doing accordingly, you know. And if 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 they respond in a different way, or they they try to submit their input, a lot of times they're put down for it. You know, yeah. there, there's this negative response to their response, right. you know, um, which is canceling out their ability to choose. Um, and so, without realizing it, two things are happening. We're creating an environment where choice is not is not available it's not even recognized right yeah. exactly and then um the second thing is uh when they go you know when they realize if they start to realize maybe i get to choose here we put them down for it <laughs> like no 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 you make good choices but not like that not like that <laughs> exactly you know and and we don't help correct why yeah you know um and so uh it's it's pretty interesting to like see you know so, okay so in a in a in their mind they don't get to make very many choices. No. And, and as a parent, my head explodes when I hear that because <laughs> I'm going, you do all the time and you often make the wrong one. <laughs> and so like, I think it's important as parents that we go, okay, this, we know this is incorrect. Right. This mindset, but we have to start there. We have to meet them where they are. They're in a place where they fully think and believe that they're they're being told make good choices and their response is like okay give me a chance to like that is how they feel right yeah. or wrong we and we have to meet them there we cannot write that off and say that's ridiculous and blah blah blah, blah. that will preempt anything we're trying to do with them and mm-hmm. so we can't just go that's ridiculous even though internally that's exactly <laughs> probably mm-hmm. what we're feeling um, a, a student a teen a kid right. If you look at their life, so much of it is curated mm-hmm. um, and what they're focusing on are all these things that I don't get a say in yeah. where we live, when we go here, what we have for dinner, the clothes that I get for school, like all just there's so many things like that. And 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 they that's what they're focused on is the things that they have no control over. And so it help, makes them feel mm-hmm. helpless. Right. And so then when they do get a, a, a choice. It's probably very foreign feeling when they recognize it as a choice. It mm-hmm. feels very foreign and probably they feel in over their head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, when I have conversations with students, it's so terrifying. Um, when all of a sudden, you know, choice has been given to them because it's almost only given to them when it's in a sense of urgency or it's very important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the only time they get to a point, like they go most of their lives without making a choice, you know, like right. quotation marks, quotes, right? Yeah, yeah. But they don't realize the little bits, you know, they don't realize the areas where sure. they've made choices. Um, but the things like certain things, you know, we really start handing them choices, like opportunities for choices 
in their most in, like in the most important times of their lives, like yeah. where these choices need to be made well. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're kind of setting them up for failure in that point, right? Like, because now their first opportunity to make a choice is their most important, like it's the most important time for them to make good choices. Yeah. And, you know, now they're also feeling rushed, you know, right. like you need to, you need to make this right. well, you need to make this now, you know, um, a kid, a kid goes all his life without having, you know, not being able to make choices right. turns 18. Right. Now he gets to, he has to pick what college he goes to. He has to pick, you know, what he does. And a lot of kids don't even get to pick what colleges their parents have true. fed yeah. that to them, right. you know? Um, but uh, or it's like a choice, but it's not really a choice. Exactly. Like, your choices, but we're going to make one mm-hmm. front and center. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's some of that that happens. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, but those are like very, very going to church, you know, like, Mm-hmm. we were just talking about yeah, this yeah. right yeah. like like when i when i went off to to college i i had the for the first time in my life i realized that i didn't have to go to church <laughs> like i woke up one sunday morning and i went oh, i don't i don't have to go and that was new to me and it, it didn't even happen right away it took yeah. me like i was probably a couple of months of college before i one sunday morning woke up and went okay i don't I don't actually have to, like, if, if, if I don't go, if I roll over and go back to sleep, no one's going to stop me. Right. That is a brand new phenomenon in my yeah. life because I grew up, as a lot of people did, which is like, you, you, we're going to church every week. And that's, and that's good. I'm not saying that's bad. Mm-hmm. But I, all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I was faced with this choice that I'd never faced before. Right. And I asked the question, okay, so I don't have to. Why should I? <laughs> yeah. And, that- and I didn't have an answer. That is the like worst environment, you know, yeah. that well, you and were I was, in. And I was in a good environment. I was in a Bible college. So right. like that was relatively safe as yeah. colleges go. Okay. Um, but I was still that. like, there was weeks that I didn't go. Cause I'm like, right. I, I don't have to. And yeah. uh, you know, part of it was like, Oh, I'm not Be- because I don't have to. I'm not, <laughs> that's not a good criteria for why not to yeah. do something. Um, right. but I didn't have, okay. Wh- what, what are the, what's the right, what's a good reason to go or not go? Like, right. I didn't, I didn't have that. Cause I didn't, I didn't have the practice in. Yeah. Yeah. And generally, you know, generally students aren't in the position you were in where, you know, you went to Bible college (laughs) and all that stuff. Generally, you know, that's not the case, you know, and, and if you really think about it before they turn 18, you know, all that time is such a good time. It's such a safe time because you, you know, to provide areas for choice because Mm -hmm. If they mess up there, you're there to help them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I tell parents all the time, like, you're there to to change the environment accordingly, to adjust things, to help and provide an environment where they can learn. And that's not that that's going to change, like, that that they can't learn, but it's no longer as safe anymore. Yeah. You know, and you no longer have control over those areas. The and consequences can get a lot ex- bigger. Yeah. Exactly. And the, the choices that now they have to make will impact every aspect of their lives. Sure. Like, every, everything, you know, and and we don't realize that. A lot of parents don't realize that, you know, and and it when I saw that, it dramatically impacted how how I went about my conversations with students, mm-hmm. with parents, you know, when and how we did things and, you know, simple things like, you know, whether a kid has to play a game or not, you know, like yeah. stuff like that, you yeah. know, how do I create an environment where I am demonstrating that choice is not only a thing, you know, mm-hmm. and you get to choose here, mm-hmm. but it's encouraged. Yeah. And like, you know, like, like Jesus says, you know, 
you get a choice here. Choose life or death. Yeah. Please choose Please life. Choose like life. we'll we'll encourage you to choose life. This is the best choice, but you can choose the wrong one too. Yeah. But it's not a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and I think there's you know, I'm, I'm looking at the question of like, okay, so why why do they think this way? Why 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 do they think the way they do about choices so often? Um like what are there environments or what what have we done or what, kind of where did where did that happen? And I wonder how much of that is due to the fact that as parents we we look at we look at choice we look at the risk and we look at what can go wrong and we really want them to choose life and and not death and so we tend to manufacture those environments to where they don't they they almost have to make good choices because we know they're right. not equipped to make good choices on their own yet <laughs> and so we we kind of not force feed them but right. we just kind of manipulate the circumstances to where they they kind of have to go down the road we want them to go down yeah and so i mean and you see various levels of this there's extremes there's the you know the helicopter mom <laughs> mentality that, that's an extreme but yeah. but i think our culture today is such that we want what's best for our kids to the to the degree that we will we will cure. We will very finely curate right. our kids' experience because we want what's best for them. We want all the opportunity, yada yada, all that kind of stuff, and and it's good. But we, it can get out of hand mm-hmm. to where we've just kind of set them up for things. Right. But we've at the same time removed their own sense of autonomy and control and choice and all those kind of things. Right. And so when when we're no longer there to to manufacture that environment, <laughs> they don't know how to how to work it right and they they also don't know when you know you know there's a sense of urgency that happens you know um this sense of you know like these choices need to be made now yeah yeah and they need to be made correctly now right but they don't know what that looks like they they have this feeling like someone's breathing over their neck Mm -hmm. you know and and all they are capable of doing all they want to do is respond yeah well okay so you combine feeling ill-equipped with now this this pressure right that's a dangerous combination it is yeah and so like you're going to be grasping for anything you can yeah you know and 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 usually the first place we go is the things that we know or the Mm -hmm. things that we enjoy Mm -hmm. you know um you know the the things that we look up to and so you have kids who run to youtube for these answers or they'll go on google or they'll go uh, on tiktok or their friends they'll go to the same boat exactly (laughs) yes and um and and because they admire them, yeah. you know, they start to copy or mirror their um their you know choices too. You yeah. know, even though they might have completely different beliefs, but because you know they feel that sense of urgency. Yeah. And this person looks like they got it all yeah, together. It looks like they've they've got it together. They it looks like they've they've got it under control. They're happy. They've, right. The goals, the things they have, are the goals that I want. You know, all those kind of things. Yep. So, okay, that must work. So I'm going to listen. I'm going to do what they did. Right. And what what gets even worse is that you know I I have this mindset. You know, this mental picture of someone getting pushed off a cliff. Yeah. You know, like hey, you know, you have to make a choice. You know, and they, but even though they're saying you have to make a choice, they've pushed you already. <laughs> you forced you into <laughs> you, the position. Exactly. Of, okay, yeah. Exactly. You didn't get to jump off the cliff. They pushed you off. Yeah. Right. And you're falling off this cliff, and so you're grabbing onto whatever you can you know and sometimes it's you know youtube or your friends or whatever to try and decide or just stop stop the free fall the free fall um but then it still feels like people are still pushing you (laughs) or the things that you grabbed onto aren't sufficient enough to help you make the right decision Hmm. and so it gets worse (laughs) and and then you know what you end up with is 
students who just respond, you yeah. know, uh, they're just grabbing onto whatever they can instead of making, you know, choosing to grab onto things. Right. Now they're just grabbing onto anything. Well, very rarely is a panicked decision the good one. Yes. <laughs> like that's just, sometimes you get lucky, but for the most right. part, it doesn't go well. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I see. That's, that's how, you know, if I, if I have a student, you know, and this is the extreme, but it does happen when, when I have students who, you know, get into drugs, mm -hmm. you know, or a student who, you know, ends up and does something, you know, illegal or something like that. It's out of that. Like it's, they've been pushed to that place. Yeah. You know, they feel this sense of like urgency, right. this immediate sense of like, man, if I don't do something to save my life right. in this moment, um, because that's what it feels like, you know, um, and so they go to drastic measures mm -hmm. to save this, you to know, either solve it good or bad or, right. or to relieve the pressure exactly. of that constant, just panic. Yes. Yep. And, you know, either they go to what they know or they just respond, yeah. you know, respond and grab onto whatever they can. Yeah. Um, and the enemy, I mean, the enemy takes, takes so like he loves that. Oh, that's his playground. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so, so then the question becomes, okay, so I, my, as a parent, obviously that's not a good recipe. I don't want that. <laughs> um, so I need to help them develop a better kind of paradigm or way of, of making wise choices. And, and I need to give them the, the runway. I have to give them the room to, to do that and to get good at that. Um, and so it feels like, so like, where do you start? It feels like it would be, well, we have to help them realize that they are making a, a ton. Of, that's kind of what you were saying. Like right. you're making a bunch of choices. Right. You might not see it that way. And so I need to connect those dots for you because you are absolutely making a bunch of choices right? with or without knowing it, choices are being made. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's, that's step one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Like, you know, pointing out the choices that they are making, you know, and what they look like, you know, uh, when they happened, you know, that, that it, it wasn't, it wasn't an immediate response, you know, and, and, and sometimes things happened around you that caused you to be in a place where you could decide, mm -hmm. but you still get to decide, Yeah. you know, um, and you know, you, you also start to, so many responses are based off of other choices that are made, mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes it's music, something simple as that, you know, and, and, and that your music impacts dramatically how you respond to things around you, yeah. you know, and, um, like if I listen to really aggressive music, yeah. Right. Then it puts me in that kind of default mode of, of aggression. Right. Um, and it's and it's bringing to the surface level all of those those feelings. And so right. then when I respond, I'm more likely to respond out of that, mm -hmm. which is not what I what I want. And so the choice was made a right. while ago. Yes. And so like pointing at where it was made, and letting them know how it impacted, like letting them see the trail, mm -hmm. you know, how they ended up where they're at. But also in a way that's hopeful, mm -hmm. you know, in a way that that's saying like, like, yeah, you made those decisions, but we can get out of this. Like, yeah, there's yeah. just like, there's still choices to be made. We're not done here. Well, you know? And I think too, like, so back to the music thing. So, cause I, I'm just <laughs> I'm playing this out with how I see this conversation would go with certain <laughs> yeah. children of mine. Uh, they, their response to that would be, well, I didn't know I'd have to make that choice. Mm -hmm. And so how, do, how was I supposed to know? To which I think I would say, <laughs> but every day you, get, you realize you can make choices. You will make choices every day. Right. And so you, you want to set the stage for yourself to make good ones, right. right? You didn't know this choice was coming, but you can assume a choice is coming. So what can you do to be ready for that? Yes. Those are the choices that, that 
it's not just about being ready for this specific thing that was going to maybe or maybe not come up because you can't foresee everything, right. but you can put yourself in a position mm-hmm. to make better choices by doing these other things to help to realize that this thing, this choice about music might connect with other things, Right. it's not isolated. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's vital. So you get those two, por- like there's two things, you know, that I, I always point at it, the first one is allowing them to see where they've made choices. And then the second one is providing more environments for them to make choices, mm-hmm. you know, so that they can practice um, mm-hmm. because that needs to happen. Um, and then showing them what's like, what impacts their choices. Yeah. Because so many things do. We use music as an example. And part of the reason why I do, and, and it's not to say like, I think there are times where, you know, different types of musics, help you, you know, with whatever it is that you're dealing with, right. You know? Um, and so, you know, you look at my library and I've got music, the Bible's clear. There, there's a time for sad, for you to be sad. There's a time for you to be angry. There's a time, there's a time for all these things. Um, but, uh, emotions like they make biggest, they have the biggest impact on our decisions, especially for, um, for students is like, uh, why, why did you choose to do that? If they realize it's a choice, their response usually is because I felt this way. Right. You know? Yes. <laughs> so like so often it's, they hit me and that made me respond. And I'm going like, no, 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 nobody made you do anything. Right. Um, but so often it's, it was an emotional response, mm-hmm. which they need to understand is still a choice. Right. An emotional response is you, you had a choice to give in to that or not. Right. Like, they hit you and it made you angry. That's not a choice. Yep. What you chose to do with that, to act on it, to not act on it, how do you channel that? Yep. That's the choice. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of times with, with these conversations, <laughs> um, the, for, for them, it's going, but it didn't, it felt like it was inevitable. It felt like that was the only way to respond. Like it was a natural response. How could you ask me to do anything otherwise? Right. And I could, and so sometimes, depending on the age, it's, it's helping them look back and go, okay, well, there were some other options. Just because you didn't think of any at the moment didn't mean they didn't exist. So exactly. let's go back and go, okay, well, what, other, some, what were some other things that you could have done? You could have, you could have just walked away. You could have done, you know, you could have mm-hmm. done these other things. Now, They'll realize that those those were choices that you didn't stop and think about. Yep. That doesn't mean you didn't have a choice. And not realizing that those were options doesn't like doesn't wipe the slate clean for anything no. that you chose to right. do. Right. Yeah. And there's a default. You know, there's always a default. There's yeah. always a a place that we go to out of safety. You know, like, you know, right. and especially for every single one of the emotions that we feel because they're tied to like our hearts, you know, they're tied to different experiences we've had in the past mm-hmm. or new experiences. Yeah. And for students specifically, you know, when a guy starts feeling a certain way about a girl or a girl <laughs> starts, feeling, right. you know, all of a sudden they, you know, these, we know them as choices. Mm-hmm. They feel like it's responses, like yeah, yeah. ways of response, yeah. you know, because of how I feel. So it feels, it's, these feelings make it feel natural for me to do these things. And that's not how it works yeah. at all. Well, and I think in our, our day and age, that's, that's tricky because authenticity is so important. Yep. And so to feel a certain way, right. but not, but go another route seems like disingenuous. Um, and there are times when that is absolutely true. There yep. are scenarios when that is absolutely true that we don't want to be hypocritical and all this kind of stuff, but 
making like just saying kind of that you do you like just just do yeah. just however you feel yeah. is how you, that's your truth and that's how you need to respond is is really dangerous like it's not good just because you're being sincere mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember who it was they were like prisons are full of really sincere people like the prisons are full <laughs> of people that acted on their beliefs oh no but they weren't good actions they right. weren't good decisions and right. so just just being true to yourself isn't really the bar that we want to go for and so just because you feel a certain way just because you know and, and sometimes those feelings are overwhelming, especially when you're a teenager, mm-hmm. your hormones are off the charts. Right. And these are, you know, some of these are very new experiences. Yep. And, and when new experiences happen to us that are, you know, there's a lot chemically going on in our brain, like <laughs> it, it can be overpowering. Yeah. And so that in itself becomes a conversation of being ruled by allowing yourself to be ruled by that. Mm-hmm. Where does that take you? Yeah. Is that where you want to go? Yep. And that's, that's really where, you know, I'll, I'll dive into that conversation. And the issue with that is that in this moment, mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially if it has to do with lust, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I want to go. <laughs> like, if you ask, sure. Right. Play exactly. it out further. Though. Let's, exactly. Let's skip ahead. Yeah. They're not able, you know, um, and so what, you know, I, I walk them through that section, but then I, I also walk them through the portion where you're talking about like the inconsistency mm-hmm. of feelings mm-hmm. you know if you start yeah. pointing out like you know okay can you really rely on your feelings though yeah like how often like how consistent are your feelings mm-hmm. you know uh, how how grounded are they yeah can you control your feelings right. you know i start asking them these questions which help them realize where they're trying to be ground like what they're trying to be grounded on <laughs> you know and that this ground is so unstable yeah there's no way I can build my life around this, yeah. you know, and, um, and it's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. And imme- they're not dumb, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. immediately right. they start to realize, especially in a world that almost everything's so inconsistent. Sure. Consistency is one of the most important things our students mm. desire. That's interesting. And so once you start pointing that out, oh my goodness, they start to run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, because now they know, like, I want something more. Yeah, yeah. I want something that is consistent that will show up and will, won't you know. like that well so. and, and so for me i i oftentimes go to the aspect of so if you're just going to do whatever your emotions tell you to do you're giving over control yes and for c- control and this is kind of stems back to choices like control is a big deal oh yeah for for kids in general right for adults too let's be honest <laughs> for me um but but control is a big deal and so for me to say like i just whatever, whatever I feel, whatever feeling overcomes me, that's what I'm going to do. Like, you're just saying I am giving over control of myself. Like that is so I'm, true. I'm letting myself be out of control. Right. Like that's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Is that who you want to be? Oh, no, that's not how I want to be like that. And that's, and teenagers don't, they don't want to be powerless. Right. So like you can have a power that overcomes the, the whims, the feelings, the, the, the passing fleeting desires and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like you can be ruled by that, but you don't like the feeling of being ruled. Do you? Right. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. So now let's talk about doing things in spite of how we feel, because sometimes that's the right response. Right. And that opens up a whole world of conversation. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you just start diving into Romans 1, 2, 3, and 4, and like, mm-hmm. that's what he's talking about. You know, this sense of like, you know, what, what really controls me here? Yeah. You know, this, that aspect. Um, uh, and, and so if you, if you find yourself in those conversations, I would encourage you to do that with a student, especially if they're old enough. But, but yeah, you know, and the, the other thing is like, it's important to realize that like feelings, 
feelings are good. Like they're, they're not a bad thing. Like God made us with emotions. He gave us emotions, but they're meant to point us back to God so that we can figure out what's going on. Yeah. They're an indicator that something is happening. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just like your car has indications that it needs gas. Right. You know, you feel hungry when you're hungry, (laughs) you know, it's an indication. Um, but you get to you get to decide what happens next. You know, you get to decide whether you give your car gas or where you go to take it to get gas or how much gas you put in it. Like you, like you determine these things. And, um, and so it's just so important for students to realize that, yeah, they're an indication that there's a choice here. There's a choice involved here, but they're not making the choice. Don't let them choose it. (laughs) Like, you get to choose it. Right. It's cre- it's reminding you in the the environment you're in. You know, fear is one of the primary ways. You know, you remember that. Sure. So um, I just think that's so important. You know, um, especially when you're cult like we have a culture that likes to change things and say, you know, the church doesn't like feelings or they're against emotions or how you feel, <laughs> but that's not what scripture no. supports at all. You know, so it, it says emotions can be deceiving. Yes. The heart is deceitful above all things, but. Like right. emotions are also God given and yep. God has emotions. Yeah. They can't be bad. Right. He's almost always angry. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But that doesn't determine what but he does. He, he doesn't act out of anger, at right. least in the way that we would mm-hmm. expect. Exactly. Like, wrathful God all the time. Yeah. You know, all of that. So, exactly. So, so I think something else to talk about is, okay, so if I'm, if I'm helping my kid understand that they make a lot of choices that whether they realize it or not. So let's connect those dots. Then it becomes, okay, well, how do you make good ones? And so much of the, um, I guess popular ideas are based on, well, here's what do you want to happen? So go do those things. And, and, and that's, that's good. That's, you know, wisdom of a certain level. Right. Um, but I think it can also lead to this sense of this pragmatism of like, well, I'll, I'll do things that work and I won't do things that don't work mm-hmm. um, and do things that get me what I want versus don't do things that don't <laughs> yes. get me what I want. And that, yeah. that, that, you know, again, it makes sense, but it also, it precludes anything about morality and faith. Right. Because the reality is faith sometimes doesn't work mm-hmm. the way we want it to. Right. Um, sometimes doing the, the right thing, the moral thing, the good thing doesn't pay dividends to me. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, you know, there's a, <clears throat> what stuck out to me, there's a, there's a book called The Best Question Ever, um, Andy Stanley, and I love Andy Stanley, I love his stuff, and he does this, this question, the question is, in, past of my, in, in light of my past experiences, present circumstances, and future hopes and dreams, mm-hmm. what's the wise thing to do? And I think it's a great question. There's a lot of wisdom there of like, it makes you stop and think and go, okay, based on what I've been through, mm-hmm. what, what the variables are now and where I want to end up, what's, what's the wise thing. And it, 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 it helps with the impulsive making those knee jerk, you know, reaction decisions. Right. right. But it, I think it leaves something out, which is uh, it, I, if I just go through that filter that I'm going, okay, well, if it doesn't get me my future hopes and dreams, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the right thing to do is the thing that doesn't make sense, that it doesn't work out. Right. And so that question is self-centered, mm-hmm. um, which again, I'm not saying the question's bad. I'm saying it's incomplete. Yeah. That it's, it's based on me. It's based on my knowledge, my wisdom, my experience, and what I want. Yep. And it, that, that just leaves out this big thing calling, what does God want me to do? <laughs> yeah. what's, the, what's the thing he's called us to do as Christians, regardless of how it plays out? Right. Regardless of 
that because the end doesn't justify the means. Right. Yeah. Every choice we we make. I mean, ideally, as Chris, I mentioned this with emotions, like everything, everything in our lives is, is meant to point us back to God, mm-hmm. and that this that that feeling of urgency and you know, like something needs to happen immediately, should point you back to the one you feel the safest with, mm-hmm. which is God. Yeah. You know, the one you know knows everything, which is God. And so like you should you should be you know, diving into scripture or talking to others around you or, you know, experiencing God in some level, going to him for wisdom in those choices consistently. Like that that's the point. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I think I think you're right. You know, when we get stuck in like um why if when we get stuck in like should we do things because of how it impacts me (laughs) you know like um that's just that doesn't like like it should be counted of like how would this impact me right that belongs in the conversation it does but that can't be the primary factor all the time exactly yeah dangerous dangerous place to be can be because well, yes. i think back so in the scenario where my kid made a bad choice and i'm helping him see like oh you could have done this you could have done this you could have done this i think a lot of times their response would be but that wouldn't work right yeah like it, you know if if they're fighting over the xbox and i just let them have an extra turn where does it end right. then they just get an extra turn they know they throw a fit and they always get an extra turn and i'm gonna walk away from that mm-hmm. that doesn't work yeah. and so i'm going okay well then why are you making choices are you making choices to get your way or are you making choices based on th- this relationship's more important to me exactly. than winning yeah. in this scenario? Yeah. And, I, you know, I, so we, we, I taught the, the students last week, we were talking about, you know, not love doesn't <laughs> demand its own way. Right. And how, like, we can get on board with loving people in a selfless, like, d- disregard for my, what I want kind of way right. when we're pretty sure they won't take advantage of it. But what about loving our enemies? <laughs> what about not demanding my own way with people that don't like me and don't care about me? Yeah. Like, what do I do with that? That's really hard and uncomfortable. Right. And you, like when I talked about that, the room got really quiet. <laughs> like you could just tell they were like, oh, right. that's no, that's not going to work. Cause it doesn't, you're going, that, 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 that won't work. You will right. get walked on. Right. And so if, if the, if the wise thing to do is just based on what you want, then no, you wouldn't do that. But we know that's in scripture and that's what we're called to do. And so part of that conversation with our kids is, what criteria are you using to make wise choices? Is mm-hmm. it just you and what you want and what your hopes and dreams are? That's a part of it right. that's, that's in the conversation. But is living by faith in spite of, regardless of how it plays out for you, mm-hmm. definitely belongs in that conversation. So right. Yeah. I, I think, you know, when we're talking about our kids and making good choices and where do you go to college one day, what career, as a... I'm, I'm, I'm oftentimes as a parent more worried about like, are they going to have a good income? Are they going to be taken care of? Are they, mm-hmm. is it, you know, is there a good life for them there? Right. That's a part of the conversation, but that isn't the whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's vital. I mean, letting them know, like, you know, they're, they're sometimes it, two things, you know, sometimes going forward means you have to take steps backwards yeah, yeah. and there's this level of negativity that's there because yeah. now you have to back up. Right. I'm losing. I'm losing somewhere, yeah. you know, um, but, but that's, that's based off of you or perspective, right. you know, really what you're doing is you're investing in what's going to happen later. Yeah. And so reminding them of that, helping them switch their perspective and seeing that you're creating, you know, 
more of an environment where others can experience God too. Yeah. And you can experience God too, you know, um, in, in the midst of whatever circumstance, you know, including the whole world to, you know, right. on, on your decision. Like, right. like this is important, you know, um, I think well, that's and that's, just... and that's a bigger picture. Right. And students aren't good at that. No. I mean, they're, in their brains aren't fully developed yet. Like they literally mm-hmm. have a hard time actually thinking of that way on their own. That needs to be pointed out to them oftentimes, like that yeah. long range thinking. Exactly. And so that is like, a, yeah, you would lose here, mm-hmm. but what could this change? And so that, that's, I mean, I've talked about that with my kids. Like, okay, if you let him get his way and the next time comes around and you let him get his way and the next time comes around and you let him get his way, you've lost three times. Yep. But is it possible that you could actually be changing the nature, nature of your relationship mm. down the road? Right. Isn't that worth losing a couple times for the possibility that you're actually changing how how he responds to you, and you've kind of broken the cycle of like you both saying me first, and, right? And isn't that isn't that isn't that so much better? Like isn't that worth it? And that that's not something they're going to think of, right? Realizing that you're making a different kind of choice that's not technically on the table, right? But it is right. on the table. It's, it's beyond the immediate, like, yeah. binary choice that they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, enabling them to to help see what they don't see. Right. You know, that, that other aspect of life that only comes from our understanding of Scripture, <laughs> only comes from our understanding of, you know, people and relationships and, you know, um, what Jesus came to do, yeah. <laughs> you know. And um, when that happens, it completely impacts how you view every choice you make. Yeah. Um, you know, it recenters things. <laughs> so. Right. So we, we've talked a lot about how we need to teach them how to make wise choices, realizing that they make, they make a lot of choices and how to make those choices. But then you also mentioned we need to give them room right. to, to do it. Right. Um, and this is something, I know we've talked about this a bit before, mm-hmm. um, and we will talk about it again, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Because um, this is, I think, as parents, the hardest thing. of like, yeah. we st- We've taught them. We, we've, we've had some of these conversations. And now I'm told I have to give them more room to make choices. But I'm pretty sure. They're not going to be great at it right out of the gate. (laughs) And you're right. They're not going to be. They're going to fail. They're going to make bad choices. That's what has to happen, though. Right. We have to give them room. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it, I can't imagine. I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a parent. Right. Um, But I know when, when I allow a student to decide not to participate in some of the things we do, Mm -hmm. and then that, ends up being one of the like that we did something incredible that day right you know yeah and they missed it (laughs) it feels like it backfired yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know they missed it um but did they maybe in a sense immediately yeah like in distance here but now they realize like when i'm not a part of this i can miss it (laughs) yeah you know i i can miss something here you know something happened without me you know and um and that's important, you know, allowing them to, to know in a different way, which is the knowing of like, like messing up, you know, mm. which, you know, and, and clearly, you know, there, there are areas where you can't do that. Right. <laughs> like, sure. And there's, and there's areas where you can't, but I think as parents, especially as our kids get older, those need to be fewer and far between. And if you never have that feeling of like, Ooh, do I, do I let them make this choice? Like if, if you don't ever have that level of doubt and if you're always going like, these are the choices that I know they're good to make, and those, are the, those are the ones I get to make, I, I would say you're playing it too safe. Yeah. Like being in that territory of like, ooh, this may be a little too much. 
right. is probably as uncomfortable as that is, mm-hmm. probably more in the wheelhouse of where you need to be. Right. Um, and you know your kids and you know what they're capable of. You know what they're not capable of. Or so you think. Mm-hmm. I think they can surprise us sometimes. I know my kids do. <laughs> and so you, I think we need to flirt with that line. Right. Of, this might be right. setting them up to fail. Right. And, and I think more importantly, it's like allowing God to define where that line is. Yeah. You know, having those conversations with people around you, having those conversations yeah. with your kid. Wait, that takes faith for us. Too. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it's so important, you know, and, and you figure out more of that. I think so many times you don't know where that line is because you haven't included people in the conversation that should be. Yeah. Like, obviously, God, Scripture. Mm-hmm. But talk to your kid. You know, if they're realizing there's a, there's, there's a decision here that I don't get to make, you know, and even though when you talk to your kid, you're probably going to realize where they're, what, what decision they're going to make. Yeah. And that will help you plan accordingly. (laughs) Like, you know, know, and, and it'll also help you realize, like, can I allow them to make this? If they make a mistake here, Uh will it like. How badly will this right. impact the situation? Like long term. Like right. it, it might be un- really uncomfortable in the short term. Exactly. Does it derail things? Yes. You know, um, talk to their friends. Talk to the people in their lives. You yeah. know, t- talk to the people who see more of their world, mm-hmm. the areas of their world that you don't. Or talk to parents that have kids that are older than that to go like, okay, this yeah. feels huge. Is it actually that huge? Yep. Because um, you're a little bit further down the road. Right. And you might, you might discover some things. Yeah. You might see where like some of those choices that you're afraid might dramatically impact their future. Yeah. Actually don't. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. because there is room for that, there is like, that is a reality that we need to, we, we can't, it can't, it can't be free reign yeah. on everything, Yep. but it probably needs to be more so than we're comfortable with as parents. <laughs> so and something I just thought of too, like, cause we were just talking about how we we're trying to help our kids see that the choice is bigger than winning or losing right now. That it's mm-hmm. like think bigger picture. Think right. about what, what this could change the nature of things right, right. long term. Yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about here too. Of my kid can win or lose here. Right. That's actually maybe less important than how this could change things long term. Right. And and just like we're trying to get our kids to reframe and see it differently. Yeah. We need to we need the same to be done for us oh. of going like, it is more than just this choice. Right. This is actually like, yeah, you will, you get to make this choice. There's like a 99% cho- chance that you're probably going to make it wrong. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to not go well. And I'm going to let you do it anyway because of what it opens up. Mm-hmm. And then if I, if we do this, if we get into this pattern, if we do this enough times, mm-hmm. the, the nature of your reality changes such that that's the bigger win that I'm more concerned about, less concerned about the temporary consequences of whatever choice I allowed you to make. Right. And think about the, like the massive amount of things that you're going to learn. They're going to learn about your relationship with them. Yeah. Um, the trust that it involves. You know, the, the, the environment that you create where, you know, now they can mess up, mm-hmm. they can mess up yep, and they can go to you when they mess up. I was going to say, they don't have to hide from you. They don't have to hide <laughs> from you. You allowed them to make a decision. They yeah. messed, they messed up, but they know that they, they came to you, you know, or, or you initially allowed them to make a decision. Right. So it, it, it opens a door. It lets them see a door that, you know, that you acknowledge them as a person. You acknowledge them. Oh my gosh. You acknowledge them as a person. Yeah. We'd be surprised how often they feel like that that doesn't happen. Right. That 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 perceived whatever of like I, I don't 
I'm like a beta human. I don't, I don't really get to, yeah. I don't really get seen for me kind of thing. Yeah. Especially, um, I mean, the biggest place where that happens and translates everywhere else is usually at home, you know, and then that's where they feel it the most, you know, and that's a scary thing to think about. Yeah. Um, but think about what you're, you know, when you don't create an environment where they can choose, how are you demonstrating the image of God? Yeah. What are you telling them about their image of God? Right. That, yeah. Well, I, I mean, what, what blows me away is that when I look at like how God treats us, because God's the ultimate parent, which is something we're going to talk about later. We were talking about that earlier. Like, <laughs> right. that's going to be a topic we, right. we come back to. Exactly. Because we flirted with it a lot. But, but this idea of like, okay, so God created Adam and Eve to rule the world. Like, that's a big job. Yep. And then they messed it up. Like, they sinned, they disobeyed, they made a choice that they had the, the freedom to make, and they absolutely chose the wrong one. Right. And it had devastating implications. Right. What happens next was amazing because God didn't rescind their job and mm-hmm. say, okay, well, now you've lost your job to take care of the world. Right. He still said, this is your job. You're going to do it poorly, mm-hmm. but you still get to do it. Right. That blows my mind because, yeah. I mean, I'm reading through Genesis <laughs> right now, like later Genesis talking about like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Esau. Man, these were messed up people. Yeah. Like God chose this family and said, I'm going to use you. Mm-hmm. And then they made so many, they made more bad choices than good. Right, right. And, and some of them never really got better. Right. And God still used them. Like there was at no point where he said, okay, I'm making these decisions for you now because you clearly can't do it. Yeah. He never stepped in and did that. Right. Knowing that they were going to fail. <laughs> From the that start. blows my mind because, okay, if that's how God treats me as an image bearer, mm-hmm. well, he also gave me this little image bearer to take care of. Four of them, in fact. Right. Good luck. How do I treat them? At what point do I take the reins back and say, nope, you can't do this. Oh, man. Um, and it, there are times when I might need to do that right. when they're so far in over their head. But that, again, I think it, I think it has to happen less than, than I am comfortable with. Right. Yeah. And you see that in scripture. You see God step in and, and take he, the reins. He does you at, know? at moments, but it's that's rare. the exception right. by far. Right. Like we even think it's rare when, you know, sometimes when I pray, I, I legitimately realize like there's a choice here. And, and they're not, both of them could be right. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's like um, the scariest place to be. Right. You know, and especially with students, like I, we walk into that all the time. And I point, like, they're like, I don't know what to do. Well, why don't you know what to do? Well, because they can both be right. Or they can both be wrong. Or they can both be wrong. Right. right. So which, what the lesser of, like, how, how do you navigate that? How do you, how do you define that? Yeah. Where do you go? Right. You know, and how do you find the wisest, wise choice? Right, right. <laughs> you know? Well, and, and making a choice without absolute clarity. Yeah. Like, you will, you will very rarely in life have absolute clarity. Right. So how do you make the best choice possible? What criteria do you use? And then how much of it do you just kind of figure it out as you go. Right. And you know, I'm, this is the choice I'm going with and we'll get there. Right. The, I mean, this is like so important because like, you know, it demonstrates qual like just the quality of your love, mm-hmm. you know, like it demonstrates love, yeah. what love is, you know, I tell students all the time when you look at the cross, Jesus paid the price for both people. Right. You know, like people who say yes, the people who say no, 
It was the same same price. Yeah. To give everyone choice. Yeah. They can choose to not. Yeah. They can choose to do it. And I say that that's one of the most beautiful, beautiful, you know, uh, images we see on the cross. It's what makes a marriage so amazing, mm-hmm. you know, like when it's going to happen. Because, you know, when they're about to get married, she can say no. Yeah. He can say no. But they're saying yes, right. <laughs> you know, and our job is to help them realize that, create an environment where they can choose, but cheer them on as hopefully they choose the right thing, mm-hmm. you know, help them realize what that is. Yeah. And again, you know, do, do what, um, uh, what it says in scripture, which is like, choose life. Don't choose death. Yeah. You know, you can choose life or death, but choose life. life. Yep. That's still the choice. So it's kind of to wrap up because there, there, we did talk about there's, there's moments, there's times where like, no kid, you don't get to make, yes. this is, you are not equipped, right? not even close. So there <laughs> are times when we have to do that. Yeah. And now you have to obey. <laughs> How does that work? Um, and so right. that's where we're going to go next is talking about obedience yeah. on, on our next episode of like, what, what does that look like? When we expect our child to obey, why should they obey? Why do we want them to obey? Right. Um, and and what, what does that nature of that relationship look like? Because there is, there's a lot more going on than, than what we think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, th- but that's an important aspect of this. As important it is that we give our kids lots of freedom to choose and make choices and live with the consequences and work it out. There are times when we have to get that. They, they have to kind of comply. Right. Um, how do we have a relationship where that, that can happen? Yeah. Well, um, why, when do we pull that trigger? Like, when do we do it that way? <laughs> right. Um, and, and in what way to, to, to bring about life to where it's not, it doesn't get competitive and all of this kind of thing. Yeah. That's, that's a really important conversation. Um, and it, it just kind of flows out of this one. So that's where yeah. we're going to head next. I'm excited um, for it. That'll be a good one. And yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of parents that are like, finally. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is yeah. Right. <laughs> Give me some ammo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, that'll be really cool. Oh man. Sweet. Yeah. It's going to be great. Awesome. Thanks. This is awesome. Yeah.